Hello and welcome to another Fantasy Footy Brains podcast. We've just had round two, another big week of footy, a very wet week of footy. Um, I'm here with Lockie to talk through the games. How are we doing, Lockie? Yeah, good, mate. Good, mate. Been a good weekend. Yeah, been, been pretty good to watch some of these games. Very waterlogged, most of them, but um, some big scores for, from some uh, pretty big forwards. So I'm ready to rip into it. Yeah, let's get it. Let's get into it. Awesome, perfect. So we'll start on the Thursday night game where uh, the mighty Parramatta Eels took down the Storm. Uh, any talking points from this one? Oh, mate, lots of talking points. Um, far out. Where do I start? Parramatta. Um, geez, oh, there's so many points here actually. Um, now that I look back yeah. at it, um, was I'll start from the top. But I was very surprised to see, uh, or very pleased to see Tom Opechek's, um base stats still stick around. He scored a 32, which was solid and didn't really threaten too much in attack. Um, 20 tackles, you know, I was pretty pleased with his performance. That's good. Mitchell Moses um, is looking like a good keeper half if you can get him in while he's, you know, on the cheaper side of things. I think he's obviously only going to go up in price. So he scored 67 and again, didn't do heaps in attack. Had one try assist, but he had, 500 kick meters, so 25 points in kicks. So, uh, um, you know, people like your yeah, Reed Kemp Gillards and Junior Paulos, solid as ever. Reed Marnie again, proving that he's uh, a good 80 minute hooker option. Uh, if you want to point a difference, so yeah, a lot of people brought him in this week, I think. So, um, they'll be pleased to see that Reed Marnie's kicking off where he uh, where he left off as well. Yeah, he's um, he's an interesting one, Reed Mahoney, eh? Like, he Gets cracks the hundred last week and then up to seventy five again this week without a try, but just absolute monster in base stats. Made fifty nine tackles in this game it was incredible. He missed five tackles as well. Yeah, he crazy. Missed five tackles, what? And made an error. So you know it's twelve points left on the table there. I mean, maybe he could be a pretty good option here. Yeah, he honestly does look as long as he keeps getting eighty minutes and Will Smith doesn't take away from those minutes, which he hasn't yet. He genuinely looks like he could be a gun and cut price at that if he keeps hitting those scores. But, um, yeah, I don't know if I have the cash now to pick him up. He's 750K, and he'll be even higher after this week. Um, he might be even closer to 800. So, um, yeah, yeah, one to look out for, though, if you have the cash. Yeah, if I agree. If you have the cash, then good good, good investment. Um, for me, I'm looking to keep my cash, my mids, and my edges, and uh, half. I'm looking for a better half this week. So, yeah. <laughs> um, I reckon... My money can be better spent elsewhere, and yeah, you're still pretty pretty safe with um, sticking with your cheap, your cheaper hookers. Yeah. But I'm eating my words this week with Isaiah Papali'i again, 61 <laughs> points. What is doing? Yeah, coming off the bench, scored very big, just all in base stats. Made 43 tackles, only made 70 meters this week. He made like I think nearly 150 meters last week. But um, yeah, 200 meters last week, didn't he? Oh, did he? Crack the 200. There you go. So he, he big week, this week yeah. it was just all tackles for him, but um, only played 55 minutes and scoring 61. Remember, these scores are all pre-updates, but um, yeah, he's still going to be around that mark anyway. It's huge from the bench. Um, yeah, but I good. think you touched on Mitch Moses before. I think he's probably the biggest uh, winner out of the first two rounds. He's been hitting just kick meters. 500 kick meters a week is huge um, and is very big in base stats, especially when you pair that with about 20-odd tackles as well, because that's just 45 in points right there in terms of base stats. And then because he's who he, because of um, the way he plays for Parramatta, he's the main um, playmaker. So he's going to be getting those attacking stats as well. So, um, yeah, he's a very good pod to have. And I'm pretty sure he's only owned by about 5% of teams. So, yeah, he's a pretty good pod to have in the halves there. Yeah, very good option, I think. Um, and then I think the only other talking point that... 
that I know I've spoken to you about is uh, Nathan Brown. Been a little bit disappointing for my liking <laughs> this year. He got a 50, which is all well and good, but he was coming off for his first stint. He had maybe 40 points in not very many minutes. Oh, had me very, very nervous at halftime <laughs> when he was 40 from the first half and I dropped him. That was, uh, yeah. yeah. I know you were the same, weren't you? Yeah, you dropped him yeah. as well for round one. I dropped him as well and didn't do many good, but, you know, came out and just missed tackles. It was very underwhelming in his second stint. So, yeah, that was uh, it was good to see because I didn't regret it quite as much, but, you know, it was it was tough. <laughs> yeah, it was it was definitely tough viewing that first half, watching yeah. him just play so well oh, um, yeah. and just the points ticking up. But um, outside of those uh, ones, I think that's basically this game covered. Everyone else scored pretty... Much like they would have. Munster didn't get a try this week. Scored about 45. Was, you know, pretty standard, I think, from him. But um, A little underwhelming no from what Munster owners were hoping, I'd say. That's probably hitting yep. his break even. And, you know, at, for someone like Munster, everyone's expecting him to go so much bigger, you know, taking over uh, all the kicking duties. And it looks like Jerome Hughes did all the kicking. 445 yeah. me- kick meters for Jerome Hughes compared to Munster's 165. So Munster hasn't gained any there, and Jerome Hughes has gained all of them. So wonder if that's making Jerome Hughes a much more stable um, option in your halves. You know, he yeah. 50s every week. Munster might be one to watch for the next couple of weeks because he might just um, just average out at that 45 mark, I think, at 40 to 45, and then Jerome Hughes just kicks on with the points because of the, the kick meters. So um, definitely one to watch, I think, in the coming weeks. Yeah. Uh, yeah, look, he almost had a try too with Gutho try-saver there. Oh, yeah, three try-saves. Gutherson. Looking very yeah. good, but um, I think he got 40, 42 with three try saves. Like, that's 15 points in itself. So, yeah, um, yeah, I, he does that, though. Gutherson's just, he saves tries, tries at the back. That's just his role. Yeah, not too many other talking points in this um, in this Storm team, I suppose. Brandon Smith's done exactly what we said he would, 45. Uh, Christian Welch is, you know, hitting his 50s, 55 and 50 minutes, which is pretty good. Um, so he'd make a little bit of cash if he picked him up from the start. And then Puppy, little Puppy. Uh, 52 and 80 minutes, and I didn't think he actually had that much. I didn't think he did that much in the game. It didn't look like he did that much anyway. He had a try assist um, yeah. and 250 run metres. But... Yeah, I guess that 250 run metres is where he's getting all his points from. Um, but yeah, I think that's pretty standard for that game. Uh, anyway, yeah. let's move on to the Friday uh, night early game. We had the Warriors uh, go down to the Knights. Uh, take us through it. Yeah, another wet game, um, which was made for good viewing. Very tough fought um, through the middle, but I suppose not heaps of big scores from this um, from the Warriors team. Tohu Harris, again, proving that he's uh, going to be hitting his 60, uh, 60 points a game. He got an early break as well, didn't quite play his 80 this week. So um, that was good to see if you're a Tohu Harris owner. Um, Wade Egan as well um, scored 61 and probably should have had a try in there as well. So... Which would yeah, have uh, good. Looked yeah. very good, Egan. Didn't he? Yeah, surprisingly good. Um, can, like he was one of those cheapy hookers that everyone's picking up uh, at the start of the season. I think he's first the first round. He struggled a bit. I think we got like what a thirty or a forty or something like that. Yeah, forties. That's sort of where he sat all yeah. of last year around that forty mark, and that seemed to be his ceiling. But yeah, yeah, he looked good for his sixty, didn't he? Yeah, I think that base like fifty-five tackles in it. So um, well, yeah, that, if, as long as he could hit those tackles every week, not doesn't need to get fifty-five, but around that forty to fifty tackles, he'll be making um, good price rises as well. Probably should hit the six hundred mark. Yeah, look, I don't realistically, I don't think that he'll be hitting the fifty-five tackles. I think just because it was a wet game and it was run yeah. through the middle a lot that um, he did get all those tackles. You know, when the the Warriors come up against better teams like you know the Storm and um, 
and the Roosters, they start taking it wide a little bit more or they start playing quicker footy through the middle. Um, Waddy gets be caught out a little bit there. He's not the quickest bloke, so... Yeah, um, Yeah, otherwise, again, and Jazz Tavanga as well was a little bit disappointing. Um, 33 in 44 minutes. Um, Preston Report as well. Don't know if he's at risk of uh, getting suspended at all, but... Um, yeah, a little bit underwhelming scoring. Uh, and Rog Tovascek, um, 44, couple of try assists. Um, still looking like a pretty good option if you're in your wing of fullbacks. Yeah, I wouldn't say he's a sell just yet. Even though he's had a couple of uh, scores a bit below his average, he'll he'll be fine throughout the year. I think he's just a, a hold. You wouldn't want to sell him if you've already bought him in. Yeah, I wouldn't be worried. Uh, I think the big winner, though, out of this week is uh, Jaden Braley, though. 61 Ooh, tackles yeah. and 84 points. Um, looked genuinely like just like an enforcer through the middle, really. Um, yeah, what do you think? Yeah, steering this team around. I reckon he looks good. Um, he started running running the ball a little bit as well, and he didn't miss a tackle. So for 60 tackles and not missing, that's, yeah, geez, he's looking good. Um, and for me, it's the fact that he's actually playing 80 as well. I was a little bit worried with, you know, if Connor Watson's going to sit on the bench and they, and, you know, the Knights middles are starting to look good, that they'll run Connor Watson through through hooker. But I think because Jaden Braley's, um, you know, captain option and or he's captain um, of this team and or co-captain, I think that he's going to be playing 80 from here on. It looks like he will anyway. Yeah, it looks like it. Um, he's going to have a huge price rise, price rise this week. Um, he has a break-even of negative one and scored at 84. Probably going to be well over 500k. Um, I think if you can buy him, you just kind of have to buy him Do this week. Do it now. If, yeah, if you it's almost a break your team. Week, yeah, if you can't get him in this week, you're just not going to get him in. But um, yeah, you get him in now. Otherwise, you're going to lose a lot of money. Yeah, I agree. Uh, any um, other talking points from this game? Connor Watson, big, 52 and 51 minutes. Love to see it, as do most other teams who have Connor Watson in. Otherwise, your usual suspects, Tyson Rizal, Mitch Barnett. Um, yeah, David Clemmer, all scoring big, Mitchell Pierce. But otherwise, um, yeah, pretty yeah. standard from uh, scoring. Like a, from a genuine pod now as well, similar to Mitch Moses, get, getting 570 kick metres from that wet game. Um 60 points to his name. He's looking like a genuine pod in the halves and hasn't been for a while, like a, an, an actual player that's going to be scoring 55 plus. He's generally hovered around that 50 mark, but this year he looks like he's taken on that kick, kicking role and he's really benefiting from it. He was so. around there last year as well. Uh, I know people had him as their point of difference, hooker, um, hooker, half options as opposed to Mitchell Moses and your Munsters and whatnot. So um, I thought that he's, um, his scoring would dip a little bit this year, just with all his off-field, you know, dramas. But no, nah, look, he's um, performing pretty well on the field, and uh, again, not heaps of attacking stats, no try assists, no tries, um, yeah, one good, tackle good break maybe. Also, yeah, um, actually no tackle break, so base stats galore. So it's good to see for him. Yeah, very good. Uh, anyway, moving on to the other Friday night game, we had the Titans uh, beat the the Broncos in. Uh, what seemed like just for feeders game, um, really yeah, two tries to his name and seventy three points, and yeah, talk us talk us through this one. Yeah, really showed it to his old team. Um, he but he terrorized poor old Anthony Milford on that yeah. edge, didn't he? <laughs> oh, it upset me for fantasy. <laughs> yeah, or well, Milford, it was very disappointing. Twenty one points, and he yeah. missed five tackles. Five tackles had a couple of errors as well, so had fourteen points. But even then, you know that's. He would have been on a 35-odd. So uh, a very under par, underwhelming game um, 
for Anthony Milford as well. And Jamal Fogarty, actually both the halves are a little, little ordinary. Yeah, we'll um, give uh, Fogarty a rap last week, considering his like the, the scores he got in base stats. He was sitting on about a 60, I think we're talking about, in base stats. Yeah. And then for him to be around that 68 mark, I think he was last week, to dropping to 34 is very unlike him and very unlike um, the uh, him as the controlling um, half in this team. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he didn't, just didn't do as much, I think. Um, you know, a few other underwhelming scores, actually, in this Titans team. Um, AJ Brimson, only a 12. Uh, Tino, 25. Um, you know, all these scores that you hate to see from, yeah. from gun players. But look, I think that people like AJ Brimson, they'll bounce back in a few, in a few weeks. So there's probably a hold for me uh, on AJ Brimson. Would you agree, Daniel? Or yeah, would you be look- looking elsewhere? If you've bought Brimo in, you've, you're you holding him. Even if he does have a few underwhelming scores, it was very wet throughout all the games this week. And I think you've got to really um, hold him and wait for him to show how he can really play. Considering how well he went at the back end of last year, you've, you're just hoping for that form to come back. And it will, knowing him as a player. So he's a hold for now. Same with Milford. If you already got him in, he's a hold. He definitely didn't get the kick meters he got last week, but um, he definitely can get those. So hold on to him for now. And Tino... I'm going to hold him again, but uh, I'm I'm getting um, more angry by the week. So <laughs> I'm hoping... Ah, uh, the can... rage trading's coming in here. Yeah, it's going to happen next week. If he gets another sub-30 score, I'm go- he's going to be rage traded for sure. But um, I feel like he's just getting so many demerits. Like, he had seven missed tackles this week. It's so hard. But, you know, like you said, the usual suspects, if you held on to Ricky this week, good on you. He bounced back with a 70. Um, mainly, in, they're all base stats, basically. He did make a few tackle busts, but he made 190 metres and 38 tackles for that 70. Yeah, so. He looked good, too. Yeah, looked very, very looked solid very on that edge. Yeah. Um, Fafida and TPJ as well. Yeah, just just solid. And Tessie New, um, playing very well at centre, even though he was right next to Milford. Had a lot of demerits, Tessie New. Missed five tackles, but still mm. made them up in attacking stats and some tackle busts, which is good. And Paddy Carrigan, not playing 80. Yeah, there you go. You were right. You called it. <laughs> yeah, it's, I I didn't actually. He seemed to be everywhere when I was watching that game. I thought he was. I thought he actually played eighty, but no, fifty nine minutes. So yeah. maybe it might be the time that Paddy Carrigan's um, scoring takes a hit. You know, which you hate to see. Um, and Jakey Turpin again was the other one for me. I know a lot of people have him as you know a, a hooker that's going to play eighty sitting on their bench, and he did play the eighty, but thirty two points is very underwhelming as well. Um, Missed three tackles, so you can't even say it was all in demerits. Just yeah, an underwhelming game from the middle. Yeah, didn't do much. He's generally a running hooker and only made 20 metres. Like, he just didn't seem to be around the, the ball very often, did he? No. No, relied on tackles, but, you know, there's only so much you can do, I suppose. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, anyway, that wraps up the Friday games. Moving on to the uh, early Saturday afternoon game where the Bulldogs got absolutely flogged by the Panthers. 28 to nothing. <laughs> um, take us through this one, Moon. Um, yeah, look, we'll start with the big games. Uh, big scorers. Josh Jackson was... Josh Jackson and Adam Elliott were the two big scorers. Um, yeah, from the Dogs. Um, tackles. Tackle... Central. 50 tackles Ab- for Adam Elliott with five misses as well for 66 yep. points. And Josh Jackson, 64 tackles and zero misses for 72 fantasy points. Wow. Absolutely incredible, Josh Jackson. <laughs> I cannot yep. believe that. He played the whole 80 and made 64 tackles. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it was Did nothing good. else the whole no, game. <laughs> but Jesus looked good. Yeah. But yeah, wow. Um, Carl Flanagan is again also showing that he's pretty good. Um, Nick Kotrick as well, 48 points in 80 minutes, no tries, no try assists, um, 
10 tackle breaks. Would he be a point of difference option that you're looking in your centers as being a Julie as well? Is he tempting for you? Yeah, it's it's pretty incredible because I was I was like steer clear of Quattrick because I just didn't think the Bulldogs were going to get the attacking opportunities that the the Raiders offered him um, last year. But obviously he's doing a lot for this Bulldog side, even though it's not in. I mean, he made ten tackle busts, so fair fair enough to him. But um, he's not exactly getting a lot in base stats is the thing. He's just getting his hands on the ball, running at the line. He he does those kind of sweeping plays that like Latrell does, where they run across the the defensive line and just push off players. Yeah. and then just back into the line for a tackle and they get like three tackle busts and then no meters like and yeah. it's just stats out of nowhere um well, that's what all the raiders like backs do all the raiders yeah. backs do that ripen is a fiend for it like yeah, yeah if it makes some points i mean fair enough he's still pretty cheap like he should be it's it's hard to decide right because he should be getting um good points in base stats but he's not and he's getting most of his points in attacking stats and he's probably priced at about an average of 40 odd and it's very hard to buy in if if you're watching the Bulldogs' performances because they're not exactly yeah. scoring many points. So he's still a... I don't know. I'm probably going to steer clear of him still. I've talked yeah. myself out of it. I was about to say yes, and now I've just talked myself into a no. No, look, I think it'd be a good option if you're willing to splash the cash and buy, and buy him, especially because he's a Julie as well. Um, yeah. But otherwise, yeah, I'm still happy with my cheap cheaper centres. But a few other big scores as well that I'd like to talk about um, from... The Panthers especially, a lot of big scores here. Um, Billy Kikau, don't be enticed to buy him. Two, uh, two tries, and he played 65 minutes for 82 points. Yeah, he had a, had a really good game, uh, credit to him. Um, but still, for me, is a fantasy trap. Do you agree? Yeah, I, I love the caution before you started talking about it. Um, <laughs> yes, I, I 100% agree. He got 65 minutes. Um, this round, and he's normally hovers around the forty to forty-five minutes a game, so I wouldn't be too enticed by him. Plus, he had two tries, so yeah. and three line breaks as well, which is you know um, unreal. Very, yeah, it's it's a lot of points. So if you take those attacking stats away, he comes back down to earth. But even then, his minutes are inflated this round compared to others. So yeah, I wouldn't be enticed by him just yet, unless he can keep up seventy minute or sixty-five to seventy minute performances. But um, yeah, steer clear. Yeah, and I think the big issue that people are going to have this week, especially uh, from this Panthers team, is Nathan Cleary. Like he proves that he's an absolute gen- captaincy option, hands down. Should be if you get him in your team, uh, splash the cash. He's going to be price raised over a million dollars, I think, this Absolutely. week, which is the first time I've ever seen that. Uh, yeah, he's um, yeah. like he, you have to have him. It's he's kind of like that player that's just going to score that. He's going to score eighty plus, it seems, every week. Like the Panthers aren't slowing down. And he's in everything that they do. And even like when he gets the ball in the middle of the field, he just finds little gaps in the defensive line and he just takes it on himself. Like he's actually got that confidence to just hit the gaps. And he's just, he looks so good. Like, come on, just got to get him in the team. Get that chin in your team. Put the chin yes, on him and seriously. you'll be right. Now, speaking of that chin, um, that chin will be out <laughs> for a week. I think uh, a yeah. few fantasy teams are going to struggle there. What do, what do you think? What, what do you do there? You've got to hold him, obviously. but you, And just hope that you have a half half depth and move the captaincy on. To someone else, and just uh, and just pray that your team, you know, performs, and you don't drop in your rankings, and just cop a rough week, maybe. Or yeah, you can't. You, you, you really can't drop him. You've got to. You've got to just put in a bench half. Like most people have Avarillo. If you don't have him in your centers, hopefully work in a, a cheapy center that you have. If you have a cheapy half, like a Milford or a Lamb, chuck them in for a week. Like you, you don't get rid of Cleary. It's looking like he's going to be scoring. Like he's going to be the top point scorer at the end of the season, no doubt at this point. Yeah. So, um, and it's only round two, and we're thinking like he's like a genuine must-have already. So, yeah. um, 
yeah, you've just got to put in someone for, for the round. It's kind of like Crichton. You're not going to sell Crichton just because he's gone for a round, even though I know a lot of people did. I was very, yeah. I was actually quite happy seeing a lot of people trade him out. I just thought that's the a worst decision considering your trades this year. So, um, yeah, look, just put him on the emergencies for one round. He'll be right. Yeah. Yeah, and look, one other bloke I want to talk about is Brian Toto, uh, 41 points, uh, 250 metres and five tackle breaks. He's looking like a genuine gun this this year in the wing of fullbacks, which is surprising considering he's a winger. Yeah, he's, he's, he is priced about right, but his scores for the last couple of weeks have been really, really good. Like, he doesn't look like he's ever not going to be dangerous. Like, every time he gets the ball, he looks like he's going to break tackles and beat the line so i think he's if you got him at the start of the year well done but um it's a very risky move to take for a winger winger yeah. that doesn't play down the middle often so um yeah if you had him well done but i, I don't see how i can get him into my team he's going to be probably over 650 i reckon this week so quite quite pricey and i think if you've probably got that money you probably go for a latrell instead someone that's going to get their hands on the ball because obviously he's he's scoring big scores um even without a, t- a ton of attacking stats like he didn't get a try or anything this round, but he had yeah. a lot of tackle busts and a lot of meters. Um, but he won't get that every week. That's the thing. If the Panthers have a tough game, say against the Roosters or a Storm, he's not going to be getting that every week. So he'll have some quiet scores. Whereas Latrell's always going to be around the ball, always mm. going to be getting meters. So I think it's probably a better place to spend your money. Yeah. Look, I I usually agree. I I, I don't know. I'm I've been saying this for a little while that Brian Toe's, um Surely that his his scoring is going to go down a little bit, but he's looking good. And I know that um, Josh is a big Brian Toto fan, so he's he's made the big call to say that he's going to be averaging sixty five plus this year. So um, would kind of love to see it, um, but yeah, that would make him a huge point of difference. Um, yeah, cheeky cheeky yeah, pod there for four percent of the teams that have him. Yep, yep. And look, the one man that's breaking everyone's heart, Jake Avrilo. Yeah. How long before you rage train him? <laughs> no, I'm I'm gonna hold him. I said he might have another rough week this week. The Bulldogs haven't exact exactly had the easiest games off the bat to start. So I think give him another couple of weeks really. I mean if you've already gone for him, you're you're hoping that he improves, you're hoping that he gets um more more meters. Like he needs to take on the line a bit more, that's the main thing. But um yeah, I think he's just a hold. He's got he's a dual position player, he's gonna be playing in the halves there for the dogs unless they somehow get Burton from the Panthers early, so um, yeah, hold on to him. yeah, exactly. Yeah. The Panthers aren't going to let him go until the end of the year. Yep. All right. Any other talking points? Nah, look, I think it was, pretty, it was a good game to watch, but um, I think that's all, all fantasy-wise to mention. Yeah, I think the other thing I'll just chuck in there before we move on is uh, Charlie Staines in like nearly 8% oh. of teams gets an 11. Loving that. Yeah, look, that um, doesn't surprise me at all. Yeah. <laughs> I think if you bought him, he's an absolute sell as soon as possible. Yeah, I agree. Uh, anyway, next game, we have uh, Manly taking on the Rabbitohs. Rabbitohs uh, played quite like normal. I mean, they didn't play excellent, but um, I think Damien Cook bounced back quite well. But Manly definitely played a lot better than they have in previous week, in, well, compared to last week, I guess. So, um, yeah, what do you have for me? Um, yeah, look, it was good to see a few of these for their scores. Um, DCE bounced back nicely with 63. Um he he looks much better, a little more lively around the middle, um, and more attacking as well. The Manly looked pretty positive um, in the way they played played footy. They made made a few you know typical Manly dumb errors, but um, they looked good. So I I was pretty impressed that they didn't get rolled this week. Um, 
Paseca got promoted to the starting line, and I liked that. He looked good. Love that. Um, I don't know that it's a long-term option because I still rate LOA. Um, but, yeah, it converted to fantasy points, 49 points in 46 minutes. It looked good. Lachlan Croker was the big one for me. Um, he, 71 minutes he played with, um, unfortunately, Cade Cust copped a, copped a head knock and ruled out, failed his HIA. So Lachlan Croker reaped the rewards of that and uh, didn't. He played well, didn't he? Um, scored a cheeky try in there too. So 40 tackles, two misses. That was good yeah. for good for fantasy coaches. Played played well off my emergencies. Um, <laughs> I think I think I'm still happy that I have him though, because there was a lot of people that traded him out uh, last round as well, considering yeah. that K Cuss was named on the bench. So I think if you still have him, he's yeah he's pretty good now. He'll go up in, a, in about 100k, even if he starts getting scores in like the 20s. His break even should be quite low now, which is good. So um, yeah, look to trade him in maybe a week or two when his scores come back down a bit, uh, and yeah, his break even starts getting higher, I guess. So, yeah, he got a couple of weeks of price rises out of him, which is good. Yeah, and likewise, big scores from people like Cameron Murray and Damien Cook as well, bouncing back. And, um, you know, kudos to you if you captain Damien Cook this week. Um, you know, it's probably almost the highest point scorer this week. So, yeah, he looks good as well. A lot of running around the ruck. I know they said they wanted to focus around his um, his running game. And, yeah, they unleashed it all right. He, um, he played very well, uh, yeah. which is good to see. So many people trying to sell him. Uh, before yeah. this round, so many people being like, no, I've got to get rid of Cook. He's going to cost me money. But um, just proving that he's an absolute gun again and that I won't be able to get him in because his break even this week was 81 and he's hit it. So he's not going to be losing. Uh, <laughs> How, how's, he, how's he met his break even? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> crazy. Absolutely insane. Um, but yeah, Murray, surprising bounce back to six, 69 points this game. So I'm pretty happy with that. I had him in my team and I'm pretty sure a lot of people uh, exactly 15% of coaches will be pretty happy with that as well. Yeah. Yeah. And actually decent um, points went from Jairo once again, and mm. Latrell did all right. 37 with a, with a sin binning as well too. Yeah. A lot of people bought in Latrell, including myself this week. I think he's even with a sin binning and a lot of demerits to his name as well. Like he, he still scored quite well, even yeah. considering he had a try. He's just, he seems like he's going to be around every attacking play for the Rabbitohs throughout the year. So uh, if you don't have him yet, he's still a genuine buy, and he's probably going to be a gun this year. Like it, he seems like he's going to be a must-have in the yeah. in the fullback. So roll. Yeah. Um, um, outside of that, oh, I was going to say Davy looked really good for the four minutes that he was on the field. But exactly it looks like where I was going. <laughs> yeah, he, he ten points from four minutes, and then he does his like what looks like an ACL. Um, and the youngster Josh Schuster gets the rest of the game and does quite well. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah, I was. I don't know where I sit with Josh Schuster because I don't. My my bench, um, the way it's sitting at the moment is, you know, I, I'm very content with it. But Josh Schuster looked good. He was very active, yeah. and he's someone that I'd want to get in my team before he starts uh, getting too expensive for me. I just don't know where to who to drop. Um, he's. I think he's or is base price at the moment. So if you have someone like your Bailey Simonson, you know, and Co. Jason Saab. Maybe you drop them and try and get in Josh Schuster, depending on how much money he makes this week. I think he was at four fifty, maybe four. Uh, sorry, two fifty or two seventy well, to start the year. I don't remember. But yeah, he's two seventy four right now, and he definitely beat his break even. So he's probably going to be about the three hundred, a bit over three hundred k mark. Which I don't think Simonson or Saab or anyone like that will be at yet. I think no. Avrilo might be at that if you have a bit of spare cash because I think he's just under 300k so he might be an option if you don't think Avrilo is going to get the points but I think 
Schuster's probably a wait to see team lists to see if he actually gets an edge spot because he he did look very good for Manly. I think he was one of the shining lights of this week for them. Um, looks like a very good player that they should have in the team. Yeah, I'm wondering whether they play him as a as their utility this week um, and just Ooh. name the three other forwards because Cade Cust, I doubt, will be playing this week um, based on how he looked after his head knock. Uh, yeah, that's so a cool. So he'll get a whole lot less minutes. Um, so I don't think he'll be scoring quite that high. But geez, it looked good if he can get an 80-minute roll somewhere or you know decent minutes in there somewhere. He's he's looking good. Yeah, it looks like a must-have if he can get an 80-minute roll. Yeah. Um, I think that's just about it, other than the fact that I'm just going to say it now. I called Colin Matangi, by the way. 80 minutes, 45 points. Absolute uh, absolute gem if you picked him up this week. I think you'll get a good amount of cash for you. Yeah, yeah, looking good if he can hold that spot and doesn't have to compete. Oh, he'll have to compete for it, but you know, I don't think it'll be fierce competition the way he's playing. Um, and compared to the way Jacob Post played last week, I think he should you know, just about wrap that spot up. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, moving on to the last Saturday night game, we had the Cowboys looking quite uh, quite dismal against the Dragons, unfortunately. Um, unfortunately, Burmo isn't here to defend them, but I'm still going to say it. Uh, Dragons looked pretty pretty good. Obviously not convincing, but um, yeah, definitely looked better than they have in uh, well, comparing it to last year, really. Yeah, I suppose you'd say Ben Hunt just... I think he might have found himself... Uh, <laughs> He looked really good, I think. And they looked pretty good with this spine. Corey Norman didn't look too bad either. Um, but, you know, Ben Hunt could be a cheeky option here. Nice Julie as well. So 80 points and 80 minutes, one try, two try assists. Um, I had a heap of line break assists as well. He looked really good, um, I thought, Benny Hunt. So, yeah, this track is him. It, it looked, they looked good. Um, if they can, you know, get rid of all their, their errors that they seem to have as a team, I think that they'll they have a few more points in them um, and they might be able to... So people for me, like Jack Bird, um, he's, scored, he's scored 40 points, but he should have had a lot more. Um, a lot of yep. dumb errors, um, missed tackles, three missed tackles, and he had two errors, but the two errors were sort of close to the line and just bad drops. Yeah, so, and I was saying the same thing last week. He, he gets himself into generally good attacking positions, but just... Yeah like an error or two at the line or a penalty here or there. It just costs him those big points. But I still think if you have him, he's genuinely like he could be a good center scorer if he can clean up um, can clean up those errors that he has because he yeah. could be scoring like Lomax last year around the 45 mark to 50 if he can consistently do that. He looked yeah, like, like doing it last week as well. But um, yeah, same kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, you, know, you don't probably shouldn't have too many of these um, dragons people. You know, probably the people you'd look at are Zach Lomax, Jack Bird, maybe Matt Duff if you want a point of difference. Ben Hunt, and McCulloch, they're both looking good. Uh, and then Daniel Alvaro or some of these bench, their bench forwards look good. Trent Merrin even looked good as well. Um, and you know, fifty-four and, 50, and fifty-five um, points in you know about forty-five minutes each, roughly. Yeah, so Daniel Alvaro, that he was that one of those uh, forward options that everyone was saying was a, an actual pickup this week, just because of the even though he got low minutes, his points per minute was just incredibly high. So uh, kudos to everyone that got him in compared to like your Spencer Lenius or your who else was there, your Philly Mayono. Even though they do did okay, they just didn't do as well as Alvaro, who looked like the pick of the bunch. Uh, yeah, cheeky, cheeky exactly. line break. Did you see that? Yeah, just done. <laughs> he looked Love good that. in space. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, it was like um. Oh, actually, I don't really have it to, anything to compare it to. It's like watching Papali chase down 
um, oh, who was Fogarty. it through the middle? Yeah, Fogarty through the middle. <laughs> it was an absolute just train wreck down the middle. <laughs> yeah, no, he looked good. He had a good game. Um, from the Cowboys, a lot of disappointing scores, though. Uh, um, East Ham Masters was almost their top point scorer, Josh Maguire. But I don't know, you probably... Probably wouldn't be looking to many of these people. Um, fantasy wise, Michael Morgan actually was the top point scorer, and he looked all right. Um, he didn't, didn't really... look like he was in a lot, Morgan, but he seemed no. to get the points for like twenty six tackles for a half is quite a lot. Um, yeah, it is. Normally, I, I think he he doesn't seem like he's doing a lot on the field, but he must be doing a lot of um, defensive work to make up for his attacking work because I'm pretty sure Drinkwater took most of the kicking, and Clifford yeah. took most of the kicking from him. Yeah. I... Drinkwater did all the all 216 metres compared to 149 from Cliff and 122 from Morgan. So they're sharing this kicking round. But yeah, look, Michael Morgan's he's a funny option. Um, I can see, I can't see him sort of keeping up a 50 average this year. Um, I don't know. I don't know what they do. It depends on what they do with this spine, I think. I think if they move Morgan to seven and maybe move Scott Drinkwater in six, then Morgan gets better. Um, he'll score a little bit better. I think um, it's it's interesting, right? Because they've had their worst two games probably that they're going to have, or I'm hoping they have this season, right? So surely Todd Payton makes some changes for round three. But even if he doesn't, they've had two of their worst games of the season, hopefully, in round one and two, and he's still scored 50s. So he he actually does, to me, he looks like a genuine option in the halves because if yeah. this is his base, what's going to happen if they actually can start putting a few good performances together? That's That's how I see it. Yeah, yeah, I guess. I don't know. I'm not sold on him, personally. Um, Fair enough. Would like to see some good footy that, yeah. that I can happily sit down and watch. It was a rough game to watch. It was it was frustrating. Um, and I know I can channel my inner Tom here, and he'll say it was very frustrating to watch. But Yeah, I could tell from the the, the text messages it was, uh, it was a rough <laughs> one. Um, yeah. Yeah, outside of that, like obviously we said, Bird looks, looks pretty good in the centres. If you have him, keep him. Um, I think Vaughn looked... Like he just he looked good, but he didn't get minutes. I think that was the issue. He only got thirty points in thirty-seven minutes, and yeah, didn't. So didn't Alvaro looked good. So I think they made the call to let him and Trent Merrin play a few extra minutes than what they normally would. Um, Alvaro I think played forty minutes last week, maybe forty-one, and he played forty-nine this week. So uh, I think yeah, I'm pretty sure that they would have made the call just to keep them on for a little bit longer. They look good. Paul Vaughan made a few uncharacteristic errors at the start, so I think they might have punished him for that. I don't know. Uh, I, I, we'll play more minutes in the future, I'd say, Paul Vaughan. And I don't know that Alvaro will play 49 minutes each week. Um, just the way they were playing. I think, um, I, I, in my opinion, um, Blake Lowry should be playing less minutes and give them to Paul Vaughan, personally, because I like the way Paul Vaughan plays. Yeah, I think he's he's definitely an impact player down the middle. I think it's just when he gets a bit tired, um, yeah. gets a bit slower through the middle, which is what they're trying to avoid. And I guess against the Cowboys, they could afford to have the bench forwards on a bit more in this case. But yeah, uh, bench any forwards other... look good. But yeah, otherwise... Definitely. Anything else to touch on before we move on? Nah, I think we've touched on everything there for the Dragons-Cowboys. Awesome. Okay, going to uh, the Sunday ticket, we had uh, the Tigers go down to the Roosters who just kicked off where they, they left off last week. So, um, yeah, talk us through that game. Yeah, uh, boy. Um, I think firstly, all coaches will be happy to see Dane Laurie doing really well again, uh, backing up his 44 or so last week with a 49 this week. So, love to see that. Um, otherwise, from the Tigers, Jacob Little played well. Um, but that's about where it stopped. I 
wouldn't say there was any other real standouts from the Tigers, um, but from the Roosters, <laughs> it's a different story with nothing but standouts. Um, Tedesco, Kiri, uh, Tupanua. Brett Morris, like, jeez. Yeah, uh, yeah. We are, wow. Brett Morris with 83, three tries, two hat-tricks <laughs> in two weeks. Um, Lindsay Collins as well. Good on you if you brought him in. 51 minutes, 64 points, couple of try assists. Yeah, yeah, they look good, don't they, the Roosters? <laughs> yeah, they're they're looking pretty pretty lethal in attack at the moment. The 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 Tigers did worry me in the first couple of minutes. It was very, it looked promising for them. Like I actually thought it might be a close game, but the Roosters just just tormented that left edge of the Tigers. Like Brooks and the two Leilua brothers, just so many missed tackles between them. They look they looked very very weak in defence. Um, unfortunately, I think Madge is going to make a make a few tough calls on that edge for next week. Yeah, I, I don't know what they're going to do to change up this team. Um, well, I think Jimmy the Jet will come in and they'll probably move Talau back to their um, to the bench. I don't know what they'll do with the Leilua brothers. I don't think they'll drop them. But I don't yeah. think they'll drop, drop Luciano. But Joey had seven missed tackles. Didn't look very lethal in attack at all. Anytime he got the ball, didn't look dangerous and. Yeah, same as last week. Just a lot of missed tackles and a lot of ball just moving to that edge and them running the other team running straight over them. So I think to someone like Embai or Cheekam into the centres, then that's what I'm thinking. So it's going to be like a Talau, a Cheekam, or an Embai getting that position. I think I don't see oh, they, he might give Leilua one more week, but he's struggling on that wing to make tackles. Really, like he made nine tackles, missed seven. That's almost 50% of the tackles he's tried to make his miss. So, yeah. Um, yeah, definitely worrying signs there for Michael Maguire. Yeah, look, I'll be hoping for Embi or Cheekam to get that get that spot so that Little and Twile get their minutes back, personally. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Uh, any any big standouts that you think we should be reading into Ugh. a bit more, maybe stats-wise? Well, I know we said before the game that Twile was probably going to play close to 80 minutes here, but he only got 50, and this was a killer for me. This frustrated me to no end because he played a cracking game. Um, he looked good running onto the ball. Uh, he made 100 metres and 40 tackles with one miss. Um, 54 points in 50 minutes for pure base stats as well. I, I thought he was it was a bit rough not to get a second stint. Um, I was 12, but you know that was something that surprised me a little bit. Otherwise... Uh, you know, Nofaluma was, he's you know, not been as good this year fantasy-wise as he has been in previous years. He had 19, um, 19 points. I think it was just because, you know, in the wet a little bit and you can't maybe yeah. you can't really look at it too too much. But. A little bit harder, harder to score points when you got the, the Roosters just running straight over the top of you. Um, yeah. Yeah, he's, he, he'll, get, he'll come good, I think, Nofaluma. I think it's just the weather and the Roosters just hampered his score a bit, but um, definitely, definitely good signs. Could even be a buy if he keeps having bad, bad performances later in the year. Yeah, yeah. Look, I agree. And oh, one for me is um, Lockie Lamb. He, you know, underwhelming at 35, 35 points. Uh, now I'm going to give him a few more weeks, I think, before I start looking to move him on. Um, yeah, still, still a wait and see for me. I think he's still trying to find his spot in this team, um, and actually try and find his running game as well. So. Uh, I wouldn't be too worried at the moment. I still think he's got um, he's got some points in him. Um, just just taking him a few weeks to find it. Yeah, definitely still a hold. I think um, the Roosters have done a lot of the attacking um, for the last two rounds, and I think he'll do a lot more work in defence as well um, yeah. when they're actually put under the pump a bit more. But Kiri stole the show really today. I think for them. 
Yeah, didn't he? Yeah, absolutely. Um, any other talking points before we move on? Nah, look, get all the Roosters players in if you can. Team Roosters. <laughs> love that. Absolutely love that. They'll love having Crichton back as well this week. Oh, yeah. Jeez, it's going to be carnage. Yeah. Uh, anyway, moving on to the final game of the round. We have the Sharks going down to the Raiders. Unfortunately, a very poor showing from Chad Townsend's right boot. Um, got, the t- got the Raiders over the line. So, uh, yeah, talking points from this one, Moon. Um, looking at this Sharks team, I, there was no one really having a big fantasy game for me. Um, but Chad Townsend was probably your standout. Um, he's he was we've said he's just going to be a cheapy oh sorry a cheapy a point of difference at like your mid range price probably the same price as your Luke Brooks and your your Lachlan Lambs and you know around that four hundred and fifty k um you know should be taking all the kicks and uh, all the kicking meters and whatnot which he has he had you know fifty points. Um, and played pretty well, I thought. Um, otherwise, look, this Sharks team had defended really well, but didn't really translate to fantasy points. Um, it was a frustrating game to watch, though, for me as a Raiders fan. Um, but look, from them, Hudson Young, going to have to say it, um, he played pretty well. Uh, I think it's going <laughs> to make it very hard for Corey Howear and Ira to take this spot off him when he is eligible for selection next week or the week after. Um, he's going to have to come back through the, through the bench, unfortunately, I think. Do you agree? Yeah, I think CHN, if he does get selected again. I mean, Horsburgh was back this week and he didn't get selected. So if um, Corey does come back this uh, next week, he'll probably be come back via the bench. Uh, but it's dependent as well. Hudson Young did uh, get a, have a knee injury. It looks pretty serious as well when it happened. Um, he was kind of twisting in a tackle and he he landed on it and he immediately took it off the ground and you could see his face is grimacing in pain. It looked like he did an ACL, um, yeah. but then he just got it strapped up and kept on going. But I guess we'll find out in uh, the next couple of days how that's going. Cause it only just happened a couple of hours ago. So yeah. um, that's definitely one to look out for. CHN might get a, an early call up if that turns out to be a serious injury. Um, other than that, Ryan James had another huge performance from the bench, only getting 40 minutes, but smashing out 66 points. Yeah. Yeah, look, it was good to see. He looks, he looks good. Um, I think this this turnover, um, you know, fantasy that, change yeah. is something that's going to help him big time. He's a big boy, and he hits people hard, so he's causing a few turnover tackles as well. So he's uh, reaping the rewards of that rule change. I think. Yeah, which was that that tackle on uh, Mawene Harodi? Was yeah, it? It was yeah. the one that yeah he he just oh, he huge hit, hit like and high, stood over him high on the chest and just. Yeah smash the ball out of his hands and yeah look he's a big boy i wouldn't want would not want him running at me but he's looking good for a cheeky if uh if you can get him in in your in your classy team but for me he's a good um a good option if you took him late in a draft in a in, yeah. a, in a draft league um you know i don't reckon many people would have been looking at him knowing that he was probably not going to start um but yeah he's here and looking like he might average you know 45, 50 maybe, if he can keep some of these scores up. Yeah, he's um, on the waivers. He's a definite pickup, that's for sure. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I guess the other talking point is the, the George Williams um, and, uh, sorry, Whiten combination in the halves. There's, the scoring kind of came up a bit for Whiten, but it still looks like George Williams is smashing out a lot of the points there and doing a lot of the work. Yeah, again, frustrating to watch, but there was a period there where we where the Raiders were attacking inside the Sharks 20 for a good, you know, 
10 minutes and Jack White knocked the ball on three times in three yep. sets. Um, <laughs> so that hurt both George Williams and Jack White. And it was on first tackle as well. So uh, there was no chance for any try assists or anything like that. And again, equal demerits for Jack White. So I uh, found that very hard to watch. So, but yeah, yeah, Jack White actually turned up a little bit more with his boot this week. Um, they shared it through a little bit more with the kicking. Um, compared to previous weeks, Georgie did 284 compared to Jack White's 206 um, kick meters. Um, yeah, Jack White's probably a miss for me if you're looking at um, if you're in classic if you have him. Um, George Williams, I would if you can pick George Williams up, I think he could be a cheeky point of difference. Don't know where his price, but if he's under 700, I think he's got 100k in price rises in him. Yeah, he's probably going to be, after this week, just under 700, probably around the 680 mark, 675 mark. So uh, oh, yeah, he's looking looking not too bad, but there are a few other halves as well to, to look at, um, I think, this week. Um, Fogarty might come down in price and be a genuine look at, even with a bad score this week. So, um, yeah, definitely an option in the halves. Uh, another big one this week was Moylan. Uh, what happened to your boy? Yeah, my boy did not do so good. He um he did have a few errors. I think playing in the wet as well. Um, if you watch the Sharks, they tried to do a lot of you know quick, um quick hands, you know, and there was just a lot of errors made. And I think that poor old Matty Moylan got targeted a bit in <laughs> a bit in defence. He missed nine tackles. So <laughs> yeah, the nine he, missed tackles. <laughs> that that hurts. He had uh, like twenty two points into merits or something stupid like that. So you know if he can sort of work on his defence and maybe maybe less one-on-one tackles, um, you know, get some help from his... I think Britton Nakora might be on his edge. Um, he'll be able to... He'll be able to stamp some of them out and that'll, you know, mean he probably would have scored maybe 35-odd fantasy points. Yeah. I think he's so, definitely a hold if you do have him yeah, anyway. If, if you have him, I think it's just a one-off. Um, and he's good good coverage for both your winger fullback and your half option. So you can chuck him into your halves this week if Cleary happens to be out or leave him on your emergencies and and cop his points. Um, so, look, I, I I wouldn't be too disappointed with that Mullins' efforts. I think it was a tough game defensively for, for that edge. He, him and um, Anthony Milford, they just two smaller halves that popped it um, from opposing oh, and, edges. So Yeah, can chuck Luke Brooks in the mix there as well. They just copped it all day this yeah. week. Yeah, they did, uh, didn't they? Yeah. Uh, any other talking points you want to go through? I think that basically covers it. Yeah, no, I'm I'm pretty content with less talked about the Raiders being the best. <laughs> yeah, it did look like they were they were on edge for a second there. Almost looked like it's it was going to watch. Yeah, they uh, just chat. They've got to be lucky. Needs to yeah. work on kicking through the week, I think. Yeah, hard for a second string kicker, but that's all right. Yeah. You get them right good jobs. Yeah. Anything you're looking forward to in the team list in the coming days? Um, oh, you know, for me, um, Nathan Cleary is obviously going to be the big one. Um, I don't have heaps of half coverage in my team. I will probably end up chucking Aberrillo on my halves, um, if, if Nathan Cleary is out, but I think that they'll name him and rule him out on the night if, uh, he's not deemed fit, which will, um, you know, make my team interesting. It'll, it'll move, make a few changes, but... Um, otherwise, yeah, if, is Corey Harrier is he eligible to be picked this week? Correct. He should be eligible yeah. this week. Then where, where he slots in will be interesting for me. Um, and, and seeing, seeing what they do there. 
Um, otherwise, I think that we know you won't see too much change this week. Yeah, I think there's just, um, I guess, a couple injuries that might um, change some squads, but I'm definitely looking to see if Schuster slots in in the back line for... Yeah. Um, sorry, not in the back line, on, the, on an edge for the um, Manly Sea Eagles. So that'll be my big watch, I think, for Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, I agree. That'll be um, very juicy if he does happen to snag a starting spot there. Awesome. Uh, I think that just about wraps it up for today. Um, <clears throat> sorry, be sure to listen out for our pod on Wednesday where we go through the team list. Thanks for your yeah. time, Moon. No, thanks, mate. Keen for team list Tuesday again. Yeah, can't wait. Talk to you then. Thanks, mate.